I've been saying for quite a few weeks now that I want to do a podcast with a couple of friends or a couple who have different political viewpoints. And I got no takers until today. And I am at the home right now of Alexis and Scott Trenda. Guys, thanks for having me into your home. Thanks for coming. How weird is it to have a complete stranger come in with like microphones and a computer and sit down and start talking to you about politics and things like that? A little odd. A little odd, yeah. But not too out of the ordinary for our house. Okay, good. Let's let's get to know these two a little bit aside from the podcast and what we're going to talk about. You have a house full of foster pets. Alexis, tell me about the pets and how many you have and, and how this came about. Uh, well, we started fostering about 10 and a half years ago with secondhand hounds. Um, and it just kind of, kind of accumulated a ton of animals. We have five dogs and three cats. And now we both agree, as a couple, you both agreed, this is great. Or was there any pushback on either side? Like, wait, that's one too many dogs, Scott? Um, initially, we started off saying, no, that's too many. But <laughs> um, over the years, we've had up to nine dogs. Wow, serious? All at once, but well, they're all small. fostering and Fostering and, yeah, dog sitting. Okay. Um, but all small dogs. And the nice thing about that is that you can have a bunch of them and it doesn't get overwhelming. Like anything over six, they start to pack up and kind of oh, entertain, is that right? okay. entertain each other. Okay. Yeah. But five is a good number. So no more than five. Yeah. The last two were given to us this <laughs> summer. So, um, yeah. Well, I love it. I'm a big dog lover. So when you told me you had five dogs around here, I was like, that's cool. Um, we've just got the one at home. We got Josie. So let's kind of dive in here, guys. Now, we were talking about being politically different, but of course, in love and happy and that type of thing. So... You told me you're, uh, Alexis, you're a liberal Democrat. Yes, okay? I am. And Scott is, you wouldn't describe yourself as a conservative, but a nope. libertarian. Absolutely libertarian. What, what is a libertarian? Um, well, when I was about 18 years old um, in uh, the social studies class, um, they gave the graph of where you stand uh, for how much control the government should have over your finances mm -hmm. and how much control it should have over your social. Um, and it went uh, neo-populist, liberal, uh, conservative, libertarian. Okay. And libertarian uh, was the quadrant where you think that the government should have much should not have much control over either your finances or your social okay. uh, aspects. And I thought okay. that that fits me. So, and, and I think that's really important to realize what you fit into. And a lot of the time we take a quiz like that and we answer the 20 questions or whatever. And then it says, wait, I'm much more liberal than I thought I was. I'm much more conservative than I thought I was. And sometimes were you surprised when you find out, found out that you were more defined as a libertarian? Um, not really, not really, because I mean, before that, um, I guess I lent more conservative, but I had discussions with my friends and things like abortion gay marriage um like the typical hot button like uh issues of the late 1990s okay gotcha um i really just couldn't get behind the, the conservative position on so when i saw that i'm like oh hey there's an option for me so i mean i describe myself as fiscally conservative uh socially liberal you know, people tell me that I'm exactly, I'm, I'm probably a libertarian too, although I haven't done the little graph thing in a long time. But I think that describes 
me as well, Scott. I'm fiscally conservative, socially liberal. I mean, I've performed like three gay marriages, and I don't bat an eye. You're, you're nodding your head, Alexis. What does that mean? That means I'm ordained, and oh. I married um, a couple in our backyard on Halloween, and they... A gay couple? Uh... Trans. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Yep. And Interesting. And then I am doing another um, gay wedding in a couple of weeks. Now, we could sit here and discuss, you know, why we're all correct by being socially liberal, but we don't need to convince each other. It's, you know, it's like, okay, we're all preaching to the choir. Aren't we cool? <laughs> because we get it. Correct. And there, but, but there are things that, and this is kind of what I want to get into, is what is it, I'm going to name some different political issues, and then I want to hear the libertarian take on it, and then I want to hear the um, the uh, liberal Democrat take on it. So let's start off with um, let's start off with immigration. Immigration, Scott, you get to go first on immigration. All right. Um, uh, we're specifically talking about open borders and such. Open borders, and um, you know. Um, <clears throat> Uh, immigrants that get to come in and stay, and immigrants that um, you know that, that that get healthcare and education and that type of thing. Um, I think it was Milton Friedman that um, once said, like near the end of his life, because he was um, anti-immigration, um, that he's all for open borders. Like the typical libertarian view is, yes, open borders. Like come in, like competition is good for the labor force um but near the end of his life he narrowed it down and said open borders are great but they don't work with the welfare state how is briefly how do they not work with the welfare state oh that's exactly it is if uh, and you see this with a bunch of like european countries where you get a whole bunch of stuff if you are a citizen yeah. that they don't just let anybody come in and be a citizen okay because gotcha. if you being there means that you get all these things for free. You can't just have a whole bunch of people coming in and loading down the system. So that makes sense. I mean, if you're in, I'm going to just use France because I don't know, but I'm going to guess in France, they have a great welfare system if you are a citizen of France. However, if the three of us decided to go over to France and said, well, well we want our share too, France would say, I'm sorry, you're not a citizen. Is that kind of what it is? Pretty much. And that's the same way in like Norway and uh, Sweden and a bunch of those other places. Okay. Now, what would you what, describe your uh, your take, Alexis, then on immigration and open borders and that type of thing? She gets a big smirk on her face, and the fists are going to come out in a second here. And is getting no, I'm kidding. What is your take on everything? Um, I somewhat kind of agree that it doesn't work for the welfare state, but also at the same time, it shouldn't be as hard as it is to get into the country, our country, and we. It shouldn't. Personally, I don't think people should have to be on a raft and from Cuba to here and potentially die or come from, you know, a, a, a southern southern country and have to pay like a coyote or to smuggle yourself in. It shouldn't be that hard, especially if they're coming to better better themselves, make a better life for their family, especially if they're children, if they're in a a, a country that's riddled with crime, they mm -hmm. should be able to come here. Okay. So where do you guys differ? What on uh, Do you have big differences on immigration? Or is that something that you kind of agree on? I'm just curious. Do, it, it, is that something that you get when it comes up, you guys argue about? Or do you pretty much agree on that? I mean, there's some differences, I think. I but mean, it, there's... 
there's some things that we differ on. Um, whereas, and that's <laughs> actually when you had when you had talked about on the other podcast mm-hmm. about how. The cat just got into my box and tipped the box over because cats do that kind of thing. While we take a break here, my daughter um, has a cat and uh, his name is Thor and they can't have a Christmas tree, Alexis, because Thor would climb the Christmas tree, tip over the Christmas tree, tear the ornaments off the Christmas tree and she loves Thor, but she's like, I want to have a Christmas tree. I love Christmas and she can't. Have a Christmas tree. Um, Scott actually had to anchor the Christmas tree into the wall this year because <laughs> of the kitten. Yep, they'll do that. Yep. Okay, so so you were just in the middle of saying when you what you do argue about, or when you when you contact me, you're, you got interrupted by by the cat in the box. <laughs> so the reason I contacted you is yep. you had asked how do you um, handle it. Yeah. So we kind of know there are certain hot button issues between the two of us that we will just argue. Until we're both blue in the face okay. and get pissed off. And then yep. I'm like, screw it, I'm going to my sister's. Um, I well, don't think that that's ever actually happened. <laughs> but we have we know each other well enough to know when something can spiral into somewhere. Okay, so then and you kind of back off. Well, and we try to keep, in our house, we try to keep politics as, we try to kind of take the emotions out mm-hmm. of it, if and when we do talk about it. Okay. Um, so that we're having just... Like, kind of an academic, respectful conversation about it. That's really interesting. Now, now I, I don't want any, you know, like, hair pulling, you know, like, any, like, fights or anything like that. And I don't want you to go to your sister's house. But <laughs> what are some of the things? Let's get deep into the woods here for just a second and see how it goes. What are some of the things, Alexis, that you just really can't reason with this guy about? <laughs> politics wise yeah, poli- oh. yeah politics wise yeah. i'm like how, how much not, time do we not, have not chores not <laughs> taking care of the dogs not cleaning up dog poop but politics wise what do you just um, stay away what have you learned to stay away from basically everything about trump okay um, so you like trump then scott no 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 oh but then okay I, I interrupted what about trump um um i'm not mm, mm, don't like him yeah i think it's more that whenever she or somebody else gets worked up about Trump, I just hands off because they might start talking about something that I actually have an opinion about, and I just don't want to get looped in and viewed as a Trump supporter. I didn't vote for the guy, and I, but that doesn't mean that I automatically agree with the opinion of anybody else who didn't vote for him i think i think that makes sense and i think a lot of people are of your mindset scott you're not a fan necessarily of trump but you could not support the other party is that kind of what you're saying the other main party yes. the other main party as there are several other parties so trump is one thing that you just really can't bring up and i totally get that um uh, and what is something else, Alexis, that, that if you bring it up, it's going to cause a little friction? Usually money. Um, taxes, yeah. Taxes. taxes. Well, let's explain that. So what do you think? I mean, we hear a lot of the rich don't pay their share, fair share of taxes. And then other people will say, well, the rich pay 40% or 60%. How much is a fair share? Scott, let's start with you. Let's talk about taxes <laughs> and money and rich people and all that fun stuff. A um, little better background. Uh, I voted for Ron Paul in 2008. I like 
helped campaign for him in 2012. And he was pretty famously <clears throat> um, anti-income tax. And I mean, I'm, I know that I'm an idealist in this sense, but um, I like keeping my money. Sure, yeah, okay. Um, and I don't like that reducing the size of the government is never on any main uh, candidates like what? top like top five list. That that is make that makes sense. Okay, fixing social security maybe. Okay, so Alexis, now did he say anything that you don't agree with there? I believe income tax is useful. State tax, federal tax, it does fund a lot of programs and maintenance that other pla- like otherwise how would we how would our roads be fixed? How would um, all these other things happen? Yeah, Scott, how would our roads be fixed, <laughs> wise guy? What do you think anyway? I'm not saying that I don't want to pay any taxes. Right. No, it's just not the excessive amount that you're charged now. Right. Actually there's a, a book um, called The Law by Frederick Bastiat. That outlines exactly. No, it's from like the 1600s. And why are you really shaking your movie. head, Alexis? Why? Why are you shaking your head? Because he can't remember <clears throat> to do the dishes, but he can remember books from the 1600s. <laughs> I remember to do the dishes. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. Um, okay, so we talk about taxes, yeah. and we talk about you know that you yeah. differ on on taxes. Um, I think we all agree on you know like social causes there's no there's no really disagreement that you have on you know trans rights or women's rights or you know let me ask you this one did you either of you support the million woman march do you i mean was there any disagreement on that i've heard people say well there's a million women out marching for rights that they already have and then i've heard other women say that you know we still don't make the same amount of money so do we stand or do we pretty much agree on on women's issues I would hope he agrees with me on them, because, hello, hello. wife. Yep. Um, I believe that I agree with her on them. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but you don't really discuss them that much, because it doesn't seem to be an issue. Right. Correct. So it's one of those things where it's not an issue. Why discuss it? Why bring it up? Right. Okay. Um, uh, what are we talking about as far as um, a, a candidate for the next election? Would you vote... For, I mean, I know you're probably going to vote, Alexis, for whoever the Democratic Party nominates, who is finally the, the presidential nominee, I'm going to guess. Probably. probably. I mean, I'm not opposed to voting independent or for, Green for party, party or okay. any, yeah, any other third party. Um, or even possibly, I mean, I'm not so stuck on Republic. Like, it's so weird. My politics are so fluid. Like there's, I, I am, think they should be, and yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good thing because we don't always agree. Well, just because you believe in global warming doesn't mean that you believe in this also. So you can believe in different things, Correct. right? And I do like to say that I am socially very liberal, um, fiscally liberal. There are certain things and certain topics on both ends of those that I lean towards very conservative. Like, and, and I think it surprised him when we started, when we first started dating forever ago, that um, he was like, wait, 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 what? You you agree with me on this topic? Right, and right. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, holy crap. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Now, yeah. let, um, 
as okay, so we figure that you will probably vote for the Democratic <clears throat> candidate. Correct. Probably. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, Scott, would you vote for Trump out of like a, almost like I can't vote for the other side? You don't have to tell me who you're going to vote for, but would you vote for Trump? Um, that's a nope. Um, that's a no. So right away, I'll I'll tell you right now. My my mind is already made up. I'm going to continue happily throwing away my vote on the Libertarian candidate. Okay. The, now you say throwing it away because they'll garner maybe ten percent, eight percent of the. Oh my the, god! If they could get to ten percent, that would be amazing. So they're about three. What are they about right now? Like I think that they got to four okay. last year, but I mean. Um, I've been voting Libertarian since 2004, um, and I will continue doing it, like knowing that they're not going to win this particular election, but like just showing that there is support for that side. I think you got to vote your conscience, and that was something that this is probably well before your time. I don't know how old you guys are. You look really young, um, <laughs> but back in I want to say '92. Ross Perot was the third party candidate, and people said, "Don't throw away your vote on Ross Perot." And I argued, not argue, but I discussed with my dad. My dad's like, "I'm going to vote for Ross Perot." I'm like, "Dad, you're throwing away your vote." He's like, "I can't support these other two parties." So he voted his conscience. And then, I guess the good news out of this, Scott, is when people say, "Did you vote for Trump?" You can honestly say, "No, no. I didn't vote for Heck Trump." No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this because uh, just a little tangent here. My son goes to Berkeley College of Music in yep. Boston. Um, as you know, as a music school, it's even more liberal than a lot of other schools are. So um, it's it's very taboo to be conservative on a college campus. Uh, and if you're matter, not at a conservative college, if, right, right. And and Berkeley's very liberal. As a matter of fact, one of the classes that he was required to take was called mass incarceration, which he was he would try to discuss and debate with the teacher. And then he finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to stop. And I said, you know, do do what feels right. Anyway, I do have a point in this. Um, his um, roommate is Carson's conservative, mm-hmm. and his roommate is also conservative, and they kind of had to say, oh. Are you conservative? Yeah. How to hide Are it. you conservative too? Why do you think that is that a generation ago, it's like, oh, you're conservative? Oh, I'm more liberal. Okay, well, big deal. Let's go get a pizza. What's, what's the difference? Why is it so taboo and why are we so... This is a big question, you guys. It's very decisive. It's very divisive these days. Um, and totally divisive. Yeah, I would. I will say that that Trump going out and basically attacking the media. Um, that's like the one thing that he did that the previous candidates like really didn't do. Um, and in succeeding at doing so, he's pretty much ramped up the rhetoric across the like across Both the board. aisles. And, um, you know, the, the liberal leanings at colleges, that's been a thing for decades. Um, so ramping it up there, I could see how it can become like a very outwardly hostile environment. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, college campuses have always been kind of a hotbed of like, you know, political discourse, but it just, it's kind of frustrating for Carson. And I said, look, you got to get along with these people. Um, uh, you know, you do some, some kids in his class 
are very, they're conservative and they will argue and argue with the teacher. And I told Carson, I said, you do what feels right. But my suggestion is you're not there to learn politics. You're there to learn the music business and you're there to be a musician and make this your career. So put the politics kind of in the background. I, that kind of irks me as a, like a, as liberal that he had to take that class. To, uh, as a as a requirement that should have been an elective uh yeah he was required and and he found it very irritating because um you know i mean you could look at the mass incarceration mass incarceration issue from several different viewpoints and um and i think in this one he was mad because there was just the one viewpoint yeah that seems more like an indoctrination class yeah yeah and i'm all about fair and equal conversations and debates and you get both sides marketplace of ideas marketplace of ideas i like that yeah that's true okay um is there anything else before we get to the conclusion here about how you guys and i think i see it you just love each other and you kind of like you know and and we all have friends isn't that true that we all have friends that you're like wait you're conservative wait you're liberal oh okay well what are you doing this weekend? You well, know? and my best friend voted for Trump, so... So does that ever come up when you're like, oh my God, I mean, do you give her shit for it? Do you say, um, I can't believe you voted for Trump, or is it just like, you it know... It got a little heated yeah. the, the, the first time she told me, and we talked about it, but um, it's I'm not going to stop being her friend. I'm not going to stop of being course, her yeah. best friend. That's just one aspect of our relationship. But do you know people who have ended friendships yes. or stopped following people or their family? Family members? Yeah, tell me about that. Like on um, Facebook or family? Well, I mean, on Facebook, I actually um, one of the one of the people that I married in October, uh, their entire family disowned them because they are just liberal and they're all conservative. So their wedding, she had one family member come. Wow, because of politics. Because of politics. Now, I think we'd all agree, a generation ago, that wouldn't likely to hap- wouldn't be likely to happen. Correct. But it's become so divisive now. <clears throat> um, my daughter and her husband are, especially her husband, are very liberal in every way. And um, But we never talk about, we joke about not talking about it. It's like, though we're not, oh, yeah, you want to talk about Hillary? No, that'd be fun. No, we're not going to talk about Hillary. You know, that type of thing. We're yeah, not going to do it. So yeah. you joke about it, but we just avoid it because you're never going to convince anybody. Right. Um, and looking at it from the other perspective, um, like we have a lot of friends with a lot of different viewpoints. And uh, if any of them turned around and viewed me as my politics and not a person, mm-hmm. I would be very, very insulted. So so you're not, your politics, you are Scott. You are mm-hmm. the software guy, the foosball guy, the ping pong guy, the husband, the dog lover, whatever. You're more than just your a libertarian. Politics. Yeah, yeah, your yeah exactly. Yeah. And I'm happy to discuss my politics with you like in a... Uh, in a friendly and respectful yep. manner, yep. like I think, without I think that's losing the key word is respectful. Exactly, without losing any of my, um, you know, inner convictions about it. Um, and if you come at me while we're having a political discussion, like okay, um, keep it constrained to just those political viewpoints, and afterwards we'll be okay. I mean, it will take a little bit of time to settle down, but I'm not attacking you 
for your politics. I may be attacking your political position right. during it, but you are more than your politics. I think that's so true because I think we all know wonderful people. It's kind of like when you find out that your neighbor is cheating on her husband. It's like, wait, but you're such a wonderful, nice, but you're, well, okay, I guess you can be both. You know what I mean? And that's a weird analogy. I get it. But you can be conservative and a wonderful person. And I think that sometimes we meet a conservative and we go, well, we, th- we thought you were all assholes. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm a nice person. Same with liberals. I, I thought you were out to destroy the country. No, I'm not out to destroy the country. I love this country. I'm a nice person. But I think we put a label on somebody just like you said, Scott, and we just see their politics. Yeah. And that's actually how we are. We've been together for 11 and a half years. Like, I see him for the human and the wonderful husband and partner Aww, he is. so sweet. Um, <laughs> but I don't see him for the politics, like your political views. I see you for who you are as a whole. Well, you know, maybe there's a lesson. I mean, I didn't really expect this, but maybe there is a lesson for all of us. And it's not a hard lesson that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and you know somebody who is the total opposite of what you are politically, I think just remember that they're more than just that. It's like road rage to me is a great example of I know one thing about you. You're an asshole because you pulled out in front of me. <laughs> I know what I don't know yeah. that you're a mom. I don't know that you just had a baby. I don't know that you're excited for your honeymoon. I don't know shit about you. I only know that you pissed me off. So now I'm pissed. And that's what that's how road rage develops because yeah. you know one thing about them. So is it a fair comparison to say I look at a Trump supporter or I look at a, um, I don't know, an Amy Klobuchar supporter, and I know one thing about you, so therefore, you're toxic and you're awful. Exactly. That is not fair to any human being on this planet. Right. And it's even worse when there are more things that you know about them, and suddenly knowing that one other thing about them eclipses all of the other things. All that you of the know other that. things, right? That you know that they're, you know, they're a Girl Scout leader, and they're uh, they donate blood, and they do all these wonderful things. Oh wait, you're a liberal. Well, now I don't want anything to do with you, or whatever it is. Okay, getting along. Is it just kind of like it's just seeing the whole picture, and it's not like oh well, Scott, he's a libertarian. I don't believe so. You just it's not even avoidance. It's would you say acceptance, Alexis? There is a small level of avoidance. Okay. Um, especially when we know there are issues and problems that we have talked about um, politically. And it's like, okay, well, I know the last time this came up, it really ticked you off. So we, we when we know where each other stands about this, yep. and presidential election years gets... A little like, hairy? Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's when it... It becomes like so much more like important on everybody's mind, and it just happens to come up a lot. But um, I mean, we kind of know where the, each other stands on this, and if we don't and are curious about it, then we say like, "Hey, what's your like view on this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like we'll talk through it. It's basically like once we know where the other person's opinion lies. All right, cool. Now we know that. And, and now we're not going to bring it up again. Yeah. I got gotcha. Because yeah. why? Okay. It was kind of like I, I had a friend who was like a devout Catholic. 
and I am not a Catholic, and, and there's a lot of things that I have chosen to not like about the Catholic religion, but she went to church and mass and, and you know confession and all that stuff, and we eventually agreed, we're not going to talk about it. So I guess there's, there's two, th- what is it, you can't talk about um, politics, you can't talk about religion. Was there a third one that you're not supposed to talk money. about? Money. Money, yeah, yeah maybe money too, right? right? Money and sex. So... Well, I mean, sex is a fun thing to talk about in the right in the right situation. Yes, especially um, all that porn talk. Yeah. Well, you you heard me talk about how you know the Russian porn. You can tell it's Russian porn because all the furniture is shitty and the wallpaper is like from the 1970s. You heard that podcast, right? <laughs> I laughed hysterically. I actually had to pause and grip my inhaler because I was laughing so hard. Grip every you, every you, your inhaler. What? Yeah. Every time you guys talked about it, I think you talked about it on like three different podcasts. Yes, yes. I was like, oh, God, get the inhaler out. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you recognize this because Fallon and Steve claim to not know or never see porn that shot lies, in Russia. Lies. And, and you can tell because it's not because the people really look any different or they're speaking different. You could do it with the volume down, but you could tell. That's like 1970s furniture. They got a coffee maker that looks like something my grandma used to have. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's their new coffee maker because yeah. there it is on the kitchen counter. So it's yeah. like, okay, that's Russian porn. Um, but <laughs> check it out sometime, so. Scott. You'll really enjoy it. <laughs> check um, out the Russian porn? Russian porn. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so <laughs> one thing... <laughs> thing that I noticed. Get it together, I'm Alexis. I'm going to come home tomorrow and be like, what are you doing? Dave told me to watch Russian porn. It's like homework. I'm just following instructions. You just have to. Um, so you guys are, I think, a really wonderful couple in that you're intelligent and informed about politics. Yet at the same time, you don't... It doesn't sound like you spend a lot of time thinking about it. If it comes up, you at least know what to say. What do you feel about people who don't no, they don't care, or they get their best information from celebrities or their friends on Facebook or whatever. I mean, do you have anything to say about people who just don't care? I mean, does that annoy you at all, Scott? Um, it maybe it used to. Yeah. Um, as of about a year ago, um, I had something happen to where, like, I don't have to care about politics anymore. Yeah. So. so like the new things that come up, all right. That that affects you. Cool. Okay. Um, it's not worth my time to spend a lot of time like digging into informing an opinion about this particular thing. Okay. So, Alexis, I think it's a disservice to everybody to be so ignorant of at least keep up up to date on some things or the things that you are like you care about. Because even though you personally may not care about the election and you don't vote, it's still going to affect you. Right. Yeah. It's the majority. Like you're not, you're not excluded from the the president and the laws just because you don't care about them. Okay. Gotcha. That said, um, the phrase "not caring about politics" that in itself is kind of subjective because it's relative to who's saying it and who's hearing it. Because when when anybody says, I don't care about politics, what that usually just means is that I don't care as much as like the average person cares about politics. And over the past few years, it seems like the average person 
has started to care a whole lot more about mm-hmm. politics. Yep. I was the same way <clears throat> from about 2008 <laughs> to 2011, and has kind of ramped down since then. Um, so it seems like, <coughs> I mean, I've seen this uh, among a few of my friends um, that suddenly, since Trump was elected, they now know everything about politics. And since I am not as well informed as they are, like with their obsessive research about the minutia of all these different things, I got attacked saying, why don't you care about this? This is your country. I do on some level. I just don't care as much as you do about this particular thing. That totally makes sense. And I think that, you know, when you back up big picture, if you don't care, I might be disgusted with you, but that is, that is your right. Correct. Okay, guys, um, one more question, and then we're going to, we're going to stop the whole podcast and you guys have done great. And thanks for having me in your house and thanks for doing this. And it's really been a lot of fun. Global warming. You go first, Alexis. It's real. It needs, I don't even know how to fix it. Okay. Scott, global warming. (laughs) Yep, I uh, I finally saw the concept, um, like with CO two and whatnot, uh, a while ago. Um, it's gonna take a while to fix, and it's gonna take the rest of the world to go along with it to fix it. Yep. I have no clue how that's gonna. And happen. I think that's the big thing. Is is one of my frustrations is I saw a, a video from Harrison Ford a year or so ago, and he's like, "Global warming is real. Damn it! When are you gonna get it through your head?" It's like, yeah, I know Harrison, who flies on jets and has three mansions and heats three mansions and cools three mansions and and that type of thing. But what can we do about it? So we'll solve that next time I come over here on the <laughs> podcast. So perfect. Scott, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Alexis, thanks for getting back to me and, and inviting me over. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Thanks for coming over, Dave. You, you bet. Uh, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Take a shower. Show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, if you know somebody who might be interested in this podcast, make sure you tell them. Uh, rate and review the podcast also. And I will leave you with this. Uh, if you want to send an email, send it to Ryan Show at no, send it to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, just search for Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. And if you want to be in the podcast, and maybe you have a story that's similar to Scott and Alexis's story, and maybe your best friends, or maybe your brother or sister, or maybe the other side of the coin would be you can't stand this person anymore because of their politics. We just heard from a couple that gets along despite their politics. Maybe you want to tell me a story about how you can't get along with this person anymore. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at kwb.com and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.